forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary, scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And hey, it is a comedy podcast about those things. So please do not come here expecting serious, dusty scholarship. Anna and I are not dusty. We are not scholars. But we do own a ship together, which we bought in the late 90s. We do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, there's no dust on it. It's really creepy. We never clean, but there's just no dust. God help us if anything were ever to get wet and dusty. Cause I think I'd just have to go oh. home forever. Literally just covered in mud. I live in a dust bowl. It's the only way to describe it. Um, Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's been, I think my life has completely changed living in a sunny apartment, which I know I've already talked about. <gasps> How, how, how different, what are the differences you notice? Okay. Mostly good things. I wake up early. I get things done in the morning, which is unheard of for me. Um, wow. Powerful. Very powerful. But also then there are like firm shoves into a specific type of adulthood, which I've reached. Um, I bought like a special kind of dirt that I had to hydrate to put herb seeds in. And oh. then they blew over on our deck. And then there was dirt every, like everything has just become like very adult jobs that I've taken on and none of them are really going well, but I'm trying to get better. What you just described sounded like an Andrew Farmer move. <laughs> I hate to say it. Like trying to do herb seed sweetly and then it blows over. Yeah. And first I blamed birds. First I was sure. I was like, well, the birds came and they've knocked everything over. And I, <laughs> and then Chris was like, oh, it's very windy. And then I was like, no, probably birds still. <laughs> We got to get rid of those birds. And there's only one way. A child. A child throwing a rock or running. Um, um, how about you, Anna? That's great. I'm good. I have to tell you, I, I live right near Prospect Park and I it's softball season and I passed a Little League softball game that turned out to be so enthralling that I Jason and I just sat down and watched oh, and screamed. That and is... these girls were killers. They were absolutely it was amazing. The dynamics were so fascinating. Wow. Um, there was one team that was really pulled together and like they were purple and like they had like all these coordinated cheers and like really trash talking the pitcher through like cute unison cheers. Oh my God. And then when it was their turn at, uh, in the, in the field, like when they were out of the dugout, the other team, the blue team, which was quiet and just watching and like they had a good coach and, but they were just there with each other. Wow. When it was their turn up at bat, they absolutely obliterated the purple <gasps> team. Like oh. purple was there to do cute chants, but blue was there to play some softball and they did it. Wow. And it was unbelievable. I it, The score was like 30 to four. I just couldn't stop. Like for a long time, nobody was getting on base, <laughs> which I think is like typical Little League. Yeah. Um, absolutely zero contact with the ball that isn't a foul. But 
these girls were killers. And then once they started winning, then they started like cheering and trash talking and stuff. And I was like, yeah, trash talk when you're doing well. <laughs> that, that is very, you know what? And, and you might be listening to this podcast and thinking, what does failed um, horticulture and empowering female friendships in athleticism have to do with scary things? But that's, you know what? That's up to you to figure out because we don't do the connective tissue here. We just provide you <laughs> with the stories and the scares. I really thought you were going to walk them there, but you said, no, they can do it themselves. Yeah, and that's a big part of learning. Uh, uh, like uh, yeah. summer vacation is approaching. Um, that's a time where you're on your own. You're figuring things out yourself. You are getting your own library card. You're picking out your own books. Um, the scandal is that the teacher has given too much work over the summer oh. for the class. And it, you've read an article about how it's actually not good for kids to have work over the summer. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and that's sort of what it is. Um, but I would say that like that story was sort of similar to a scary story story because there was a subversion of expectation. Wow. And the person you thought was the um, protagonist turned out to be the villain. I love that. And so I have a story about subversion of expectations. Oh, I can't wait. Today is a, a Friday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> spooky Friday. Friday the not 13th, I think. Yeah. What day of the month is it? May? It is May. Um, um, so this story today we're going to read a story from the scary stories tell in the dark books um retold by alvin schwartz with drawings by stephen gamble mm-hmm. you can purchase it at the store and this story is from the third book more tales to chill your bones and it is called strangers <gasps> oh anna this is a good one a man and a woman happened to sit next to one another on a train. The woman took out a book and began reading. The train stopped at half a dozen stations, but she never looked up once. The man watched her for a while, then asked, What are you reading? It's a ghost story, she said. It's very good, very spooky. Do you believe in ghosts, he asked. Yes, I do, she replied. There are ghosts everywhere. Well, I don't believe in them, he said. It's just a lot of superstition. In all my years, I've never seen a ghost. Not one. Haven't you? The woman said. And vanished. <gasps> and That could happen. That could happen, and that's why you don't mansplain on the train to a reading woman. You don't train-splain. You don't man-train. <laughs> Splain ghost. People all over the world. Man-train. <laughs> So, oh boy. Um, wow. Andrew, this is one of my very favorite scary story stories. Talk about the effectiveness of a short story. It's half a page. Yep. Um, the illustration is one of these very straightforward ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of the only illustrations where like the person in it doesn't look scary. No. Like it looks, I would venture to say that this person in this illustration looks the most like a normal person of any Stephen Gamble drawing in the entire series. I have to say- Everybody else, even if they're normal, they look a little raggedy-saggedy, little creepy-deepy. Yes. This this guy looks like every single one of my friends from high school who played Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> he looks remarkably like uh, a family friend of my family's named Battle Hamilton. And even what? though his name is Battle, he's a very peaceful, uh, uh, friendly, me? intelligent man. <laughs> um, but he looks so much like this. I think it's a combination of 
the glasses, the beard, and a flannel shirt. Those three things to me equal Battle Hamlet. This was most of my my boyfriends too, if I'm being honest. Um, it's it's not not Jason either. That is true. You know what? It's kind of. I mean, it kind of could be a future Jason, and I. That's good news. Um. Yeah, he looks like very much like my friend Bob McGarity, who played French Horn. That's the vibe we're getting from very him. Good. Um. He's wearing a plaid flannel. His hands are folded in his lap, which is the sign of an evolved man. Um. <laughs> and he's got like a dad beard, and then he has straight hair, and then he's looking at a book that is flushing up. It's whooshing up. There's sort of a ghostly S that it's like whooshed up. Like it's got a tail of whoosh and the book is open and it's got big Stephen Gamble drips coming off of it. It definitely has some like ectoplasm slash maybe drooling effect in the drips. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ghost was wet and now so is the book. Mm. Um, And then his hair is standing straight up. And he's wearing glasses and he's looking at the book like, oh, and he's got a beard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is, I do think, one of my resting faces in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> Just staring wide-eyed, open mouth, Looking in one direction. I sometimes don't, like, either, I, I very unfortunately, if I'm left to my own devices, my resting Zoom face my eyebrows go all the way up. My eyes are wide open and I'm looking at whatever quadrant, you know, the, the boss is on, um, or full, like one time the script coordinator was like, Hey, is everything okay? You look, you look miserable. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not. I think it's like sometimes my brow furrows and all the wrinkles in my forehead disappear. And I look, I think I, I think maybe my face is just broken. Here's the thing. I am the same way on a Zoom and it's like, oh, you look depressed. It's like, yeah, we we all are. Everyone is absolutely like freshly traumatized from a once in a three generation. <laughs> uh, the end of the world happened and we're we're Zooming, you know? The end of the world happened and I'm still paying my credit card bill. So it's like... The, yes. Yeah. No, it, it truly like the society collapsed and we still had to go to work. And I don't know how that we allowed that to happen. <laughs> but so like anytime I know and I, I frequently am like, oh, I Zoom out on... I, I like, oh, it's so hard to focus over Zoom. And it's like you are actively coping with... <laughs> unimaginable trauma like at a base level and just like the weird little like embarrassment about it I think is so interesting like everyone's so embarrassed to be like yeah I'm not I'm not doing good you like hide that like it's a fart or something I don't know I don't get it that's very you know what I'm glad I'm really glad you brought that up because that even though in in some parts of the world like we're able to be going out into the world gradually bit by bit responsibly we're still we're still it's it's like it's like a volcano just went off and then yes. and then we survived and then people are like, great, okay, now it's time to make the slow it's time to make the slow cooked ribs, like time to make the ribs. And you're like, uh, what? Okay, I guess we're making ribs now. Oh my God. I mean, like, it it really 
It's it's more. It is. People need ribs, but not right now. Now, can it wait? Can we order out? Um, it's like Pompeii is going off, and we're all like running from the ash, but we're like trying to like walk and make it look like we're not running. Like when you're a kid, and there's like I don't know, like pizza or something, and you're like told not to run by the teacher, but you're like race walking. Like yeah, no, everything's fine. I'm not like running, running. Like I'm just like. Oh, like what's over there? <laughs> it's like you can run. Anyway, what are we talking about? Scary stories. Oh, yeah, scary stories. Um, Speaking of scary stories, a, a guy <laughs> went on a train. A woman ghosted him. I'm sorry, Andrew. Oh boy. Um, I will say okay. So something from this illustration is, I feel like we're in a very particular time period from the look of these chairs. Oh, tell about it. These chairs look as though they're a commuter train and not a subway train. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. This is like a, a th- it looks to me like in Chicago or, well, it looks a little bit like, I think like in Chicago and DC and maybe in London, like the seats have this like hard pokey fabric on it. Mm-hmm. That's like rug fabric that just hurts. It's like velvet that hurts. <laughs> and it looks like it's not, like you said, it's either like leather or like, or obviously pleather. Mm-hmm. be a very expensive train ride. <laughs> um, yeah, I, to me, this looks sort of like a uh, late 80s. Yes. Yeah, I think that's... I would say. That's a good bet. And there's something about... Um, it, this is an older man who's depicted. I feel like in the story, and maybe this is just a bias talking, but I feel like it's kind of coded younger woman. You know? Oh, interesting. You see him as... How old would you put him at? Well, it looks to be that his hair is whitish gray. That's what I'm assuming. Oh, interesting. Oh, are you thinking younger? I thought he was coded redhead. (gasps) Oh, now, you know what? This is kind of a, the dress situation. And now I am seeing redhead. Okay. He's blue and gold. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I thought it was just like, there's like high contrast lighting Mm -hmm. as if she's flashed in, in a bright burst of light. Yeah. Um, Which makes him look whiter haired, but (laughs) yeah, it's like, is this in the funny? No, this is in like the section is called who. Right. It's in the same as the hog. Is something wrong? It's him. Thup, up, 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 up. And let me see. I don't think this is one of the funny ones. I think. Like. I think this in this book it is counted as a funny one. But oh yeah, it says there are four ghosts, a ghostly monster, and a corpse in this chapter. But the stories about them are funny, not scary. And to that I would say, yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm scared. Right. This isn't funny to me. This is scary. Ironic turns is a good, do good not, ghost. Yeah. Ironic turns do not equate all the time to funny. Sometimes they are terrifying. It's true. This this story, I remember reading it as a kid and it really scared me. I think um, something that is frightening about this is the fact that you could be running into people throughout your day-to-day life who are ghosts and you don't even know because you haven't tested them. Wow, that's really true. I, yeah, I guess like I need to be doing that more often. Is there you need to be like, are you a ghost? Are you a ghost? Are you a ghost? <laughs> but then, then they would be like, well, I'm going to show you I'm a ghost. I think it's often safer to just let ghosts be, you know? Yeah. I also like the energy of the woman in the story. Like she was showing off for him because he was saying that ghosts don't exist, which is like sort of has the same energy as like, well, there aren't any funny female stand-up comics. <laughs> Like she was putting him in his place as if he did something offensive by saying he'd never seen a ghost. 
Um, it's like, it's sort of like the scene in a movie where a woman, like a hot girl lead is in like Russia or something. And they're talking in Russian about how she's stupid and they can fool her. And then she responds in Russian and they're like, Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. She's sort of like, she clapped back by disappearing, which is (laughs) smart. (laughs) (laughs) I also love the idea of being a grown woman reading a ghost story on a train. I think that's badass. I love that. I I've been, I've been a man reading a ghost story on the train many, many times. Do you remember what ghost story? So I'm a big fan of MR James ghost stories. Um, He's sort of considered the like father of, of like modern, the like modern literary trope of ghost story in the way that we know it, which is like, um, like scholar finds haunted artifact, doesn't believe in it. Some horrible entity comes for him by the end. He's like, that's every story is the exact same methodology. Kind of very similar to this. It is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Come here, ladybird. Come here. Anna, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Is there someone in your day-to-day life, this doesn't have to be someone you know. <gasps> Whoa. Is there someone in your life who you see that you can think now that person's probably a ghost? Current life. I know there was there was a, a resident at a hotel I used to work at who definitely was a ghost. Oh, yes. Um, I think what? I've talked about Princess. Yes, Princess. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she would come down and sort of you'd feel eyes on you and look across the lobby. And there's like this 80-year-old, 80-pound woman sort of. Sometimes she had one boob out oh. and it would have to go back in and that would be somebody's job. And she apparently would sleep on a straw mat on the floor and like used to know, has pictures with like... MLK and Gandhi and anyway, she's for sure a ghost Mm -hmm. um, or behaved like one. Uh, Do you, does anyone come to mind for you? I mean, there have certainly been people in my life who struck me as a ghost. There was one time when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, I just had gotten back from a job interview that I thought I was going to get and I didn't get and I was really bummed out. And um, there was this very old man who just like called out to me as I was walking down the street. And he said, I think I've talked about this before. I apologize. Um, But he said, I've seen you go up and down the street. And I always say to myself, that boy looks like the king returning from the battle victorious. I like your style and I like your (laughs) attitude. And then he just disappeared from my life entirely. Um, I love that man. Yeah, it was a very, it felt, I mean, I think what felt ghostly about it was, He just appeared at a moment exactly when I needed him, told me exactly what I needed to hear, and then disappeared. And then I never saw him again. He did the right thing. You also did look like the king, probably. (laughs) That's so sweet. I do think every man, like, needs to be called a king at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that being called boss feels good. Right. Um, I sometimes make people call me pilot or, like... (laughs) Um, my liege, <laughs> my um, admiral, you know, anything. Really. Yeah. I, I mean, we've, it's well established that Lady Bird is a ghost. Mm. Um, she's a little white smudge that likes to sneak around in the dark. It's very spooky. Honestly, Andrew, I hope this doesn't feel confrontational, but I feel that of all the people in my life who are likely to be a ghost, you're number one. You know what? Thank you. I, 
I I really do hear and absorb that, and it makes sense to me. It just makes sense. Yeah, I, like you're you're old you're old fashioned in a way that feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're just a sweet, classy guy <laughs> with a classic style. I like your style, and I like your attitude. I, thank you. I, I think I think there. I certainly have some ghostly qualities. I bump into things a lot. Um, sometimes I gently move things in imperceptible ways, unless people are paying attention. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you knocked over the seedlings. So. I did. I did. And I also roughly wear the same clothes always, you know, very rarely. That's am I shaking true. Up. But ghosts don't change. I will say, Anna, I think there is an argument that, that you and I could be each other's ghosts and that neither of us would know it. I would love to be a ghost. Oh my God. Because save me the trip. <laughs> because something I associate with, um, with ghostliness is sometimes, uh, um, a higher knowledge, which I've always perceived you to have. Um, you, what you anticipate things on a social level that I sometimes would never. And then you were right about those things. Oh, I don't know if that's true at all. I, in my experience, it has, it certainly has been. <sighs> Um, and also you are, you are the master of leaving a sneaky gift, which I really love. Lee, what do you mean? You, on, on multiple occasions you have, you have brought a gift, but you like leave it in a place instead of being like, here's your gift, you'll leave it. And then afterwards it'll be discovered. And I think that is sort of the best of ghost behavior, you know? That's nice. Yeah, I do leave little pennies <laughs> around just to let you know that I'm watching you. <laughs> I still have the little cross stitch you made for me that says Borf, which is our favorite Aww. word from college. And it is one of That's my favorite, favorite words. That's really nice. I think when I gave it to you, I had like some anxiety that you didn't like it. <gasps> no, Anna. it, you, Which is crazy. Can I tell you the honest truth? It was yeah. the first item I unpacked in our new apartment. Oh, that's so sweet. It did make me feel happy to see it in the new place because moving is a perfect excuse to get rid of things you don't like. I would never. I really means a lot. I really do love the Borf stitch. Um, I will really nice. So, in terms of casting for this story, yes, um, who are we thinking for the man? First person I picture is Chris Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Totally. Chris Dowd. Which one? Chris O'Dowd. And Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd and Ann Dowd. Yes. <laughs> they on the Dowd train. Oh my God. Wow. Somebody make it happen. That's a good pairing, actually. It really is. Um, but yeah, um, Chris O'Dowd is a perfect choice for that. I can see him in that flannel. Definitely. Um God, who else? Uh, like a Danny Pudi, somebody with like extreme confident energy. Yes. Um, like someone with something to prove. Right. Danny Pudi is a really great choice for that. It, it, there is something um, like inherently knowledgeable, you know, which I think this character yeah. comes across as. I agree. Um, yeah. What about for ghost woman? For ghost woman? Okay. I'm going to take a big swing here. It is surprising. I'm going to say okay. share. Oh, I want that. Because 
what I'm imagining in the full-length feature film of this uh, half-page story is the disappearing book leads into roughly an 80-minute music video. <laughs> Give the people what they need. Right? <laughs> Where she's kind of in a ghost dimension. Like, I would watch, like, I would watch that Halloween special for sure. God, who... What would what would the the album cover look like for the single? I think it would be believe in parentheses in ghosts. Good. <laughs> That's perfect, Andrew. Believe oh my god. Believe in ghosts, I'm a ghost. Just think about the costumes. I mean the wigs. Come on. It just it would be good. There are a lot of feathers involved. Sorry, <laughs> vegans. It would be great. I, um, have you seen the the footage of her when she plays every character in West Side Story? No, there. I mean, it's I, it, it fraught fraught in twenty twenty one for a variety of reasons, but but musically impressive to see her play virtually everybody. She sings all oh all God. in costume in in um, time specific wigs. She's really going for it. And she nails it. I need to see it. Yeah. I actually need to go right now and watch it. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Oh, my God. Um, Andrew, did anything... Wait, do we do anything spooky or do we do I made, scary ideas? Anna, I made a mistake on Wednesday and I asked I you know. if anything spooky happened to you when we should have done a scary idea for things that could happen. So I think we should we should intro our weekend with a surprise installation of... Scary, scary ideas, ideas for things, for things that, could, that could, happen. could happen. Andrew, yes. Today's the day. I'm going first. Perfect. You're standing on a cliff. You're climbing. You've climbed the cliff, and you're looking over a swimming hole. And all your friends are down there, and they're like, "Jump, jump!" And you're feeling a little scared. You're not a real daredevil. And you look down and you think, well, they just jumped and they're fine. And then you feel your toes on the wet, cold rocks and you grip the wet, cold rocks. And you bend your knees, hold your arms by your side. And you jump. And you start falling. And you're falling. And you're falling. And you're falling. And you just keep falling for the rest of your life. Because you fell on a rock and you died. Oh, no. no, you didn't. I'm kidding. It, it was fine. You fell in the water and you're fine. Everything's fine. It just felt long. Never mind. Sorry I was being crazy just now. <laughs> that, that could, could happen. happen. Oh, my God. I would love if I had the bravery to end a novel or script that way. Sorry, I was being crazy just yeah. now. <laughs> like that? Yes. Or everything was fake? So, no, sorry, I was being crazy just now. And then and then, just that's it. No explanation. That's like, that's like in the last action. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Sorry, never mind. Ignore me. Come back to me. <laughs> I was just trying something new. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, Andrew, your turn. You are going on your first beach trip of 
the summer, and you didn't even go last summer. So this is a big one. You're going uh. on a beach trip. Pack all your things. You put on your sunblock. Um, you go into the car, and uh, you're driving. You get to the beach. You get out. You find a perfect little spot. Um, and you notice in the water that there is just like a um, a cowlick, like a like a human cowlick above the surface of the water, and it's going around, it's doing circles, and it's going very quickly, and you shout out at the others swimming, you shout, ah, human. A human in the water! But it's too late. A human jumps out of the water and attacks one of your fellow sharks. And you, as a shark person visiting the beach, are traumatized forever. Oh. That could happen. That could happen. happen. You were a shark the whole time. Think about that. I can't believe that I was a shark. I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> Thanks for telling You're me. You're very welcome. Um, oh God. Anna, thank you so much for sharing a, a true word-for-word heavy hitter of the Scary Stories universe. I, it's one of my, when I think about scary stories, I think about this story. It's one of my absolute favorites. Cannot believe it hasn't been done yet. Thank y'all for being here, for being a part of a it. true treat. And um, we hope you have a, a lovely, restful, uh, impactful Memorial Day weekend, if you observe. Um, Anna and I will be taking next week off. Everybody calm down. We're all cool. We're, we're all fine. We're going to go eat um, some shark people. <laughs> oh, wait, no. We're the shark? We're the shark people. So we might okay. we might get some revenge on the person who ate our fellow shark. Sure. Um, okay, cool. But we will be back the following week. And we'll we'll have some fun stuff. Anna and I have been kind of tinkering around with some fun ideas for the summer. Um, so we're thrilled to have you join us again. You know we tinkering. We tinker. And in the meantime, okay. you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod. You can email us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever. And wherever books are wherever sold. Wherever books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> And look, if I'm being completely honest, what you can do is get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>